Yo, welcome to a new edition of the Speaker Giga Podcast. Yes, sir. So happy y'all are back with us this week. You are here with none other than my co-host, Tommy Tizzy. I'm here. Yes, sir. And then you're here with me, your host for the evening, uh, Steve-O Steve, if you don't know what my name is. (laughs) And uh, other co-host, G. Formerly, the artist formerly known as G Woodbury is over there doing his mad scientist thing. Um, for everyone, I hope y'all had a chance to check out our live on Instagram regarding talking about the playlist for last week. And then you can see us this Thursday as well. G was there. He opened the door. He came out. He said, hey, everybody. And we did our thing and we enjoyed it thoroughly. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Check that out coming up this Thursday. Also, today's episode, man, we got a great one for you today. We're going to be talking about the documentary from Janet Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing Ooh, was fire, man. Yeah, it was. Um, as well as we're going to be talking about, you know, the news with Tommy T, of course, with uh, which may feature Barry Bonds, feature little R Linux, feature, you know, and a host of more things so that y'all can check in, tune in, and we have a small discussion on that. As well as, you know, everybody's favorite, what's in your speakers? Top five for this week's playlist that is on Apple Music and Spotify, the official Speaker Geek Podcast playlist, which is curated by the artist, artist formerly known as G. Woodbury. You understand me? So without further ado, man, we're going to get started here. Yo, bro, how was your day? Are you and week? the day is going well. Um, had to work today. It's the start of uh, Black History Month. And uh, yes, you know, yes, everybody sir. be like, man, we're going to celebrate Black History Month all year. I be like, man, it's always good to know, learn history. Like it, it shouldn't be um, secluded to a month. Mm-hmm. But learning shouldn't be secluded to a month either. Uh, you know honestly, yeah. I've Honest, honest. I perfectly understand. I think you know. I think the you know just the the month hearing that is Black History Month make people think that you know for whatever reason you can only yeah talk about Black History during the month of February. But nah, why you let that constrain yourself? Celebrate all year long if you want to. Who gives a damn? Right. It's it's almost like how do you how do you celebrate Black History Month Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's, I understand like why people started Black History Month just because it's like let's draw attention to Black history. Um, the idea of Black History Month got me thinking of um, you remember when they were talking about taking critical race theory out of the schools. Yeah, and I was like, if critical race theory is, is erased from schools the need for Black History Month is being re- erased as well. Like, not not the need, but the the will to do it just because it's like, like I just said, like, learning does not take place one time of year. When it comes to Black history, critical race theory is embedded in Black history or Black history is embedded in critical race theory because we had the biggest issues with race. Yeah. You know, I think or it was on the back end of the backside of, of race. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I think it depends because I'll learn to know take place in school. So I feel like, you know, if they did do it, I think that may, I think the opposite, actually. I think it would elevate it for people to feel they need to do it. And that's, and that, I'm glad you said that just because the biggest thing is the people that actually need it the most are the people, are, are white people, you know, um, not necessarily black people because learning takes, takes place everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> like it's certain people that black people will automatically know of because the conversations are about them. You've had conversations at home about these people, but a lot of the other families aren't having these conversations. A lot of yeah. our brothers and sisters of, of the other races aren't having these conversations at home because it's not um, affecting them in any type of way, past, present, or future. Yeah, it's saying? probably uh, it's probably best to have it in school. That way, it's on a neutral ground as opposed to uh, that way you you can understand like both sides. I, you can uh, unless your teacher is trash, which most yeah. likely they are. <laughs> right. When it comes like, to like, I, don't, I don't feel like it's a specific way to teach black history or teach race, teach about race. It shouldn't be. I think I think that more that should be a, I'm going to present the facts and we have a discussion about it. I think that's what type of learning will be more effective when it yeah. comes to things of that nature, because I think the the main reason that they want to take it critical race theory out of schools is so white people don't feel so bad. Yeah, you should. Like you should feel like I don't feel like you should feel bad, but I do feel like that you should pay enough attention that and understand that what happened was wrong and that should never happen. No, I think you should feel bad. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I feel you, brother. Um, but anyway, this podcast is not about black history. I just wanted to point out that it is Black History Month and we are two black men and we celebrate Black History Month 365, seven days a week. Um, what else is 24 hours a day? We are Black History. Okay. <laughs> the ET special looking right. at <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my turntables came too, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been trying to think of a DJ name like this whole week. That's what we should throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> social media question of the week. <laughs> throw out some social media uh, DJ names for, yeah. for you Tom boy. and T over here. For your boy, man. I'm going to change my name, tag and everything. Very <laughs> <laughs> harder than what I thought it was, though, you know. Oh, yeah, it can be. Picking up. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just timing and picking yeah, that up that's and it. being creative with it. Well, I mean, um, I'm really enjoying it, man. So, been okay. working at it. That's, so, what, that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. So. But we sure got on a tangent about black history and critical race theory. But we didn't talk about anything factual. We were just kind of like discussing it. Well, some of it's going to be featured in the whole Janet Jackson Documentary. If everyone watched it, that was on a uh, not Amy Lifetime. Lifetime was it on A E too? Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. They so I was did right. a joint venture yeah. type deal. Yeah. So I don't know how that works, but yeah. Mm. 
Uh, I want a lifetime. Too. I want whoever owns Lifetime also owns A and E. I think so. Up. I think so. Because uh, I don't know. I'm just making up stuff, man. I used to know this when I worked at BMI, but uh, uh, slowly forgetting all that. Right. You probably yeah. don't even remember your passwords. Definitely not. <laughs> don't plan on it. Oh man, that's funny, man. So hey, let's get into it, bro. Yeah, man. Speaking about since you're speaking about DJing, yeah. sure you put some records in there Bruh. that are featured on your top five. Bruh. Like I put my I I sent my top five in and then I was like, wait, I want to change some stuff. <laughs> yep, I did that last week. <laughs> but I kept how. it, I kept it G and just Oh, that's something else I wanted to bring up. Bro, did you hear uh, Greg's uh, like song he put out? Uh, I've only heard the snippet that he sent to us. I ain't heard the full no, song. No, no, no. He sent. He put something on uh, social media, man. I missed that then. Ah, what what a busy it? weekend. Like, nah, it one. was dope. Like, bro, I'm I'm like a fan of his, man. That's the crazy part. I think did he's you? a really dope artist. Yeah. And uh, did you feature on your top five? uh, Do not go softly into that good night. Okay, I'll find it. Yeah, check that out, man. It's dope. Anyway, um, top five, man. What we doing? You going first? You want me to go first? Uh, I went first last time, I think. So you go first. Yeah. All right, I got it. I got it, boss. Um. So to start off everything, man, I want to go with Marvin Gaye <laughs> for two reasons. So when I the idea of getting my turntables, I put in, put in our little group message, our group chat that uh, I wanted to mix Marvin Gaye, like one of his songs and him singing with like a new, um, with like a rapper from today's time and like mix it. And so I just started going through like his music and stuff and like dude can really sing. That's yeah. one thing that stood like has always stood out to me about Marvin Gaye is that he can really, really sing. Um, but the song I was listening to what's going on uh, about Marvin Gaye. I think that was made like um, 1970, maybe 71 or 72. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um that was off the What's Going On album, too. So, yeah. Then next up, we got Gucci Mane featuring Lil Durk, Rumors. Um, <laughs> Gucci just basically <laughs> basically brought up Pookie again. Is it Pookie? Yeah, Pookie Lope. Yeah, he brought him up again. And I just I just find it interesting the, the backlash behind him saying Pookie and then talking about somebody uh, they was like he was talking about Lil Durk too. I was they like, they said that, but I didn't catch that. Part. I didn't catch it either. I've been trying to figure out what that was because someone was like, he brought Dirk on this song just to diss him, and I was like, where did he do that? So I, was, um, I think they were talking about like when he was he was talking about you keep talking about shooting, but I ain't seen you shot shoot nobody or you ain't killed nobody yet or something like that. Oh, uh, okay, I remember what I said. That's probably like 83% of rappers today. Yeah, probably 99, really. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I think people are reaching on that, but hey, it reminds yeah, me of the scene. They definitely reaching, bro. 
But uh, as far as the Pukalo comment, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of get annoyed by it now because everybody runs to Jeezy like, oh, Jeezy. Like, Jeezy's going to do something, man. Jeezy has that. I'll be like this, man. Pukalo got other homies and friends and family, too. That have they? Why ain't nobody running them to say, hey, y'all going to do something about this? Yeah. Like, why is it always Jeezy? Because he in the forefront? Yep. Like he's the big name to to say all of this, but you know, if you go, he has a Jeezy got a song on uh, dang, what was that album? Church in the Street mm-hmm. at the end where you talk about the situation. Yeah. So I urge people to go listen to that and leave Jeezy alone. Jeezy's a grown man, man. Right. He got Jesus a lot to lose. He's gonna have a baby, man. He's making a, a lot. Baby. Yeah, and he's making a lot of money. He's got a lot to lose. He ain't got time for that. Yeah, you know, be silly um, but I mean, it wasn't like uh, I mean, the line to me was wasn't as bad as what it could have been. He was just like, "His house is haunted by Pookie Lo," which I hope it is. <laughs> I hope it is. No, nah, I, nah, I hope not. I don't want nobody's house being haunted. But nah. you know, at some point, it's like, bro. Yeah, so that's that's just my take on it. I'm sorry. Oh man, no, it's it's yeah. I have the same one. Like, I honestly, I like the line. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> it wasn't a bad line, man. Yeah, I just, I don't think Gucci meant like, you know, when the when the verses when the verses came, mm-hmm. you know, I think he was he said something to get a to to kind of like. See where where Jeezy was, you know what I'm saying about that Pookie situation, but on here it feels more so of I'm just rapping. Yeah, it does, but man, it's such a it's a touchy subject. Yeah, like yeah, you know. So. Um, what else I got? NLE Chopper, yes, uh, featuring, featuring Young Thug, Push It. I don't know if you put this on there. Last week or not, but man, this mm-hmm. me versus me. I've been bumping that giant. <laughs> like, dude, like he got a song too. Um, Youngest in the room or something like that. Mm-hmm. Go check that out. I know you yeah, probably heard, heard it. Yeah. But go listen to it again. Everyone else, go listen to it. <laughs> I've, I've been listening to it. No, you too, Steve. Go listen to it again. <laughs> that done hard, man. Dude, dude yeah. is nice, man. And it's funny, man. Young Thug uh, is kind of like rubbing off on me, too. Yeah, it's certain records. It's but... some records. I'll be like, bruh. Like, uh, is it the Push uh Not Pushing P. Is it Pushing P? Is he on Pushing P? Yeah, I gotta go back and look. Yeah, he is, but he comes in like mumbling, and I'm like, I can't get with this. <laughs> like, I skip it when this part come on. But um, bubbly, that's one of my songs that I like from yeah. Young Thug, and then this one, uh, he just sitting right. Um, Buster Rhymes, put your hands where where my eyes can see. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's just these. This one and this next one is straight from me trying to figure out how to mix a song. <laughs> and I was like, I've listened to this song. Like, I got them on Thursday. I've listened to this song. What's today? Tuesday? Yeah, since t- since Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I haven't practiced yet, but you know, 
when when it's time to practice, I'm gonna listen to it again. So <laughs> bust around, just put your hands where my eyes can see. And then common, I used to love her. I know we talked about this song maybe a week or two ago. Um, talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, he was talking about hip hop. Um come to you know, and it's crazy that mixing those two songs together is is like you know, it works. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's my top five, man. Yeah, shit. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I ain't think um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, well, I guess I'll hop in my top five real oh, quick. Oh, hey, dear, brother. Uh, first on my top five, man, Doughboy. Off his new album, Oh, Really? I like the title of that. Who do oh, I get really? Doughboy confused with? It was a guy know. from Alabama that used to rap with uh, T.I. Oh, uh, you he get, got killed. Are you getting Doughboy confused with uh, Doughboy? Yeah. Slip the see, same name. I see how Dobie. I get it confused, but go yeah. ahead, man. But both of them are hard. Yeah, I like Doughboy. Uh, so the record I chose off of Orizzo was called Respectfully. And I just, it, it's, it's a dope record, man. Mm-hmm. That was the first record I listened to that I was like, ooh, all right. This one hard off the album. Yeah. I mean, there's others, but this one right here was the one that I first caught my ear. Um, and I think it's like track number three or something. But no, nah, I really, really enjoyed Shout the Doe, Doe Boy. I'm still listening to the album and rocking with it. From there, man, Benny the Butcher and J. Cole. Johnny P's Caddy. This record hard, man. It ain't pretty much else to say. It's just hard, man. Mm-hmm. Benny the Butcher and J. Cole make a real... I'm wondering what they're going to end up doing because it says Benny the Butcher and J. Cole. It's not Benny the Butcher featuring J. Cole. So I'm kind of interested to see, all right, they coming with something? I got to research that because I stumbled across this record um, like out of nowhere. Then from there, <clears throat> we had some blasts for the past on my group chat with the homies. And, uh, man... DJ Yola, ain't gonna let up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need just that ratchet energy. Yeah. And this is one of the records that take me back to when we were having fun in the clubs and this thing yep. would drop. So I ain't gonna let plus man, it has some. You ever listen back to this record? It's it's got some uh it's got some positive energy in it too. Yeah. If you go back and listen to what he's saying. So I enjoy it, man. DJ Yola, ain't gonna let up. It's just one of them classic records that uh, we still, well, I don't know if you're going to consider it classic, but it was that was his hit, and mm-hmm. we enjoyed it. From there, man, my homeboy Jody threw, threw in the chat, man. He threw Scarface Neville. I ain't heard this record in so long. So, and I love this record. So I had to put it on there for my top five because I've been bumping it since he put it in there. Yeah. And then... Uh, I came back after everybody was throwing their tracks. I came back with a bar MJG coming you out. Can't hard. go wrong with them, brother. <laughs> nah, man, coming out. Oh, hey, <laughs> this is uh, man. Oh, I, man, I don't know what to say because this record is just nine millimeter boys was on that, wasn't it? On coming out hard, yeah. Ah, that's a good question. I don't I think, think so. so. I, I think, think it was so. just them two. But I could be wrong. No, I'm talking about that's the song. When they, when they, on the other side of town. <laughs> oh, I think so. 
Yeah. That song was so hard, song. man. That yeah. album was tough, man. It was. Definitely was. And I'm glad I got to see them perform live. Me too. I've seen them perform live a few times. Me too, bro. They be and, everywhere, uh, dude. Every time they, you know, kind of perform these songs, they, you know, the crowd is just, it is what it is, man. Yeah. They, they, you know, they enjoy it thoroughly. So, classic record right there. Same with the Scarface record. So, yeah, man. Uh, easy, simple, quick top five. There it is. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said at the, at the top of the podcast, man, go check out the play, uh, the podcast playlist every week. We're dropping it. Well, when you're listening to this, it will have been dropped already. So go yeah. check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Speaker Geekers uh, weekly podcast um, curated by G. Um, Woodbury. And we're going live Thursday to talk more about the music and then also talk about G's top five as well. So um, join us live. What time did we go last week? Uh, uh, I think it was like shoot. six or seven Eastern. Yeah, it was like, yeah, like six or seven Eastern time. I think it was around like, yeah, it was probably around that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, around six or seven Eastern, <laughs> Eastern time. Check us uh, out. I think it's more Instagram. seven. Yeah. Yeah, On I think it's more seven. Speaker Geekers, uh uh Sp- official Speaker Geekers Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I found that nine is nine little millimeter boys. Is that what I'm saying? What I you said nine millimeter boys. Yeah, that's you know, I was, I was like, like, man. Well, I was like, yeah. obviously you probably, you didn't know what I mean, but yeah, I meant I knew that. what you meant, but I had to go find it. Because <laughs> I for, I actually was forgot like, about that this ain't one. right. Hey, yeah. Steve corrects me a lot, guys. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, I'm more wrong than I'm right on a lot of things. <laughs> this is false. You was right on the dates. Bro, uh, the other day, uh, what was I? What was we talking about? Thriller album? We're talking about uh, Off the Wall? And I think, uh, yeah. Thriller and I was right wall. on those. I was like, oh, that's dope. But you know, yeah. that was one of my favorite ones. So, um, let's kick back into the news, man. Let's go, man. News time. Man, I know we missed this story. It was about two weeks ago. Ari Lennox was talking about wanting to be out of her contract. Mm-hmm. Somebody in South Africa, she was doing a podcast, and they asked her some like out of out of the ordinary question, like, is she uh, fucking or having sex or somebody having doing her good or something like that, something stupid. Um, and nobody like the people that like her people that set up the interview and stuff like that didn't step in for her, and she kind of was like caught off guard with that. First mm-hmm. off, that's completely disrespectful to anybody. Yeah, absolutely, man or female, and then the fact that. Like that's a, that's another thing too that me and my wife was talking about. Remember, I was talking to you about. Um, I had told you about the conversation about when like women not having to always like not being a very lyrical uh, or considered to be very lyrical. They always have to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling like with this guy that was, uh, and I don't know specifics on 
the podcast because I was trying to briefly go through it or whatnot. But um, you know, Ari Lennox lyrics aren't the aren't the cleanest lyrics. Yeah. And we all know what she's talking about, but that didn't necessarily mean that that's what she's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's or that's what she's her everyday life and that's what she's doing or whatnot. So it's it's like it's just completely disrespectful to not have a decent conversation with a person. And I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna just say a female because I don't like to um make the 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 distinction, even though it's a big distinction between men and women. Um in this case I don't want to make that distinction um just because her words and her lyrics aren't her everyday life. She's entertaining. Yeah. And that's the thing that people forget is that entertainers are human too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh normally with interviews they send questions, you know, right, right, right. Send questions and then they tell them uh, you know, send stuff that they're not gonna talk about. So I wonder what was on that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think as far as like the people who were there to represent her Everybody was probably taken aback as well. I'm, I'm sure that was like a super off guard, you know, question that may have, you know, uh, blindsided everyone. So I don't know if, you know, if, if what she was expecting them to do. But I, you know, we have seen interviews with folks like they just kind of up and leave. Like, yeah, we ain't gonna answer no more questions. So right. Uh, that, I think everybody was kind of probably caught off guard from whatever the she question was. She them to come across the table. Be like, bruh, move the table. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding, man. I don't know what she was expecting, but nah, I'm with you on that, man. They probably did get caught off guard with that. And, but yeah. they continued on with the with the interview and she was like, she kind of want, she now she probably wants to, to leave yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, um, but hopefully... She still makes music because I really like her music. Who is she signed to again? Um, J. Cole. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I wonder what like she I wonder like, what the breakdown was out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um but moving right along, man. Um this happened earlier in the week. It was okay. a big uproar. Um Barry Bonds didn't make it to the Hall of Fame. Uh-uh, not your time. So or who else was it? Roger Clemens? Yeah, Roger, Roger Clemens, Clemens and Barry, Barry Bonds. Yep. Yep. Did not make it to the Hall of Fame. But uh, David Ortiz did. Mm-hmm. I had an issue with Barry Bonds not making it. Didn't have a problem with David Ortiz because I think uh, Big Poppy is his, is his nickname. Yeah. Um, he did a, a lot for baseball as well but um my issue and and every we've all discussed this and I just have to say my piece and I'll be done with it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Barry Bonds uh to put put uh butts in the seats in baseball mm-hmm. he broke a few records that he did and, and uh he was a solid player. He was a talented player. I can't hit a, a, a baseball. I don't care what type of drug or cheat that I do. I can't physically hit a baseball that's going 
really, really fast. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talented or I haven't practiced it, but this man was a slugger. Mm-hmm. And I think they won a championship too. I think so as well. So he definitely had the career for a Hall of Fame. It's just he was uh I don't know if he was found guilty of cheating with, with steroids or accused and acquitted. But regardless of what it is, man, let the man in is is all I'm gonna say about that. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, it's the opposite for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, you know, did all these great things, but you're trying to keep the in, in, integrity of, you know, the Hall of Fame itself. So, I mean, you got folks like uh, um, Pete Rose who's never gotten in. Pete to, Rose was gambling, but, though, right? Yeah, but still. It's I something. mean, like he was gambling to throw the game. Yeah, it was something along like the I lines. feel like that's worse than. I don't man. think it's worse than PEDs. I do. I think it's the same because you're still doing something to that will negatively impact the sport of baseball. So I get it, Barry Bonds. Uh, you know, I, I get it. You know, he was able to put butts in seats. He was highly, you know, whatever sought out you know, slug or whatever. But at the end of the day, he was a great baseball player. Yeah, he was a great baseball player, of course. But at the end of the day, if, if you're doing something that's permitted by the sport, then you don't have respect for the sport. You know, uh, and, you know, regardless of what people say about steroids, about, yeah, it don't make you, you know, whatever, but it does do something for you in the gym that makes you stronger. Uh, well, allows you to get stronger or allows you to enhance. That's why they're called performance enhancement drugs. It enhances your performance in some shape or fashion that makes you, you know, that pushes you past your limits and past, you know, saying others in the game. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I would love for him to be in there, but Doc, you, 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 you took steroids. That's, that negatively, that is, you know, saying not permitted by the sport. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of us is actually, you know, probably acting emotionally like, man, well, just let that man in. But at the same time, it's kind of like, if I let him in, then I got to let this person in. I got to let that person in. I got to reserve the integrity of the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that goes back to making decisions, man. No, I hear you, man. I still think he should get in, but I <laughs> like we like we had this this like it was a long debate like with people, some people agreeing, some people not agreeing. Um, and the fun part about it, man, you respect both sides. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part about the debate with with Barry Bonds is that you respect both, and you know Barry Bonds was on Janet's uh, documentary. Briefly, real brief. You didn't see it. <laughs> no, because I only watched the first two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Steve only watched the first two episodes of it, and it was on the fourth one. But uh, yeah, so um, hopefully he gets in. He still has an opportunity to get in. Um, the Hall yeah. of Fame that was picked were from writers, which I didn't know that. 
Yeah, um, he, uh, I guess what his first ballot, and then after that or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I I get it. I get why it hurt your chances. Like, yeah, it's kind of um, is what it let's is. Go ahead and, and and keep pushing it. Let's um, go. Push your teeth. Leaving good music. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if he actually left good music though. I'm reading an article from Complex saying that he didn't really leave good music, but he owns his masters. Um, mm-hmm. and it, and this next album will fulfill his Def Jam contract, so that's probably what that was. You know, so I didn't read too far into it. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I did see that he. I think he had a post that he asked for his release from Good Music. Or he's yeah no longer there. So I'm figuring it is that he's actually left. I'm sure he, you know, I'm sure that's still the family. Yeah. But I don't think he's, you know, for one, going to be out of his Def Jam deal. And then I think as far as Good Music, he's not probably particularly signed to them so anymore. So I think that's what it is. But I think that it doesn't mean that he still won't be around. Yeah, what it was is uh, he's not like after his he basically that Instagram post was for Def Jam, him okay. signing off on Def Jam and not uh, good music. Um, Push T has always been a solid person. Um, as Thanks. far as like rapping, like I haven't heard a bad album from Pusha T yet. Me neither. <laughs> like, I, I, I ain't no super fan of Pusha T, but it's like his albums, you check them out and stuff like that. Um, they're always solid. It's not an album that you're like, this was trash. Like mm-hmm. hot garbage trash. I, mean, I, I haven't heard a trash record from him either. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he has some trash records. Like, it's something that you just have to be like, yeah, I'm going to skip this. But overall, he's been a you know, you know what you're gonna get from him, and he's been solid yeah. and 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 to the point on that. Um, he's like a, a, a Mr. Dependable. Like when he gonna drop something, you gonna you gonna bobby head, you gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most like deal. So. I mean, I think it's his boss that carries anything that he's on. Like, yeah, I haven't heard a bad verse from him. Period. And I mean, so if that's the case, then, you know, it would have to be the production that mm-hmm. wouldn't be good for you to want to, you know, think that it's a bad record. But then I mean, people I like Jada, I ain't heard a yeah. bad verse from him since. I mean, period. <laughs> so, hey. But yeah, nah. but uh, whatever he's doing, man, I hope it's, um, I know it's going to be incredible. New album's supposed to be coming. So, yep. shout out to Push, man. Shout out to Push, man. It's Can't Push wait season. for the new album, man. Yes, uh, look forward to it. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady officially said he's done. Yeah, after the back and forth. <laughs> well, I don't think it was him being back and forth. Nah, I think it was people were jumping else. the gun. Like he's thinking about it. And yeah. they're like, oh, he retired. Like, well, I don't even know how you get that, get, get that out of him thinking about it. But like, you know, he's thinking about it because, yeah, like, dude's like, what, 44, 45 years old. How how much longer can he really play? Like he looked like I thought I just knew he was coming back to go ahead and get a win, another win in the Super Bowl. 
But uh, like I was I shocked knew. when he like was announced that he was retired. I wasn't. I, I wasn't that shocked because I think after after he lost in the playoffs, the way he lost and the way he looked as he was leaving the field, I was like, yeah, he contemplating something. Yeah, because in, in that game, something was different. For whatever reason, something with with Brady was different. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. Brett, so can, can we briefly just commend the NFL teams that's playing in these playoffs? Because, bro, it has not been a bad game. I told you it wasn't going to be no blowout. <laughs> I was like, I it's going to be a blowout. Hey, uh, next week going to be blowout. I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. No, nah, it's, it's like, dog, Chiefs and the, and the Bengals. Bengals going to the Super Bowl, bro. Yep. The Bengals and the Rams. I told you they could. Fire. He was like, nah, I don't know. Mahomes. I didn't think they was going to get past my homeboy. I told you they could. Yeah. All right. That was a good game, though. Man. I, it was know. really good. And it really, dope. it was the defense. That's it. That's it. Because you're going um, overtime. You get. Oh, that's the question I was going to have for you, actually. What? Now that we had another game that went into overtime, and this time the result was different. Yeah. As opposed to how it normally was, do you think now? And shout out to my boy uh, Scott's fifty five because he actually said this on the story. Uh, well, he didn't say what I'm saying, but he said he was talking about the overtime, how everybody was crying about the overtime rule and all that last week, and then you know this week it was a total different result, even though Mahomes still got the ball first. But the question is, do you think now? Do you still think that the overtime rule should be changed? Yes. <laughs> like, like it's not about like they, like the thing. The reason why you don't say anything about it now is because mm-hmm. they had an opportunity to score. The defense yeah. took that opportunity away. Then they, their offense proceeded to go down the field and score. Yeah. So they've already like Kansas City offense had already had an opportunity to score. Mm-hmm. Now, um. Um, so, uh, it's just, yeah, the Bengals have an opportunity to go down and score. Now, if the Bengals yeah. didn't score, Kansas City get the man, ball Kansas back. Kansas City get the ball back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it keeps going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everybody needs an equal opportunity to score. I think so, too. I still, even though what we saw is, you know, defense got to I still think yeah. the overtime rule should be, the, not overtime, that the rule should be changed. Somewhere, I thought at some point it had to be like a touchdown. Yeah, to like win. the way I feel like it should go like this: um, overtime, whoever wins. If you score, you you go down and score, right? Mm-hmm. The the defense now gets the opportunity to go down and score. So both teams yeah. go down and score, kick a field goal, right? Next yeah. next time, you have to score a touchdown. Or kick it. You have to score a touchdown. If you don't score a touchdown, like basically, uh, you lose, I guess. Or like, so it has to be a touchdown. You can't yeah. win on the field goal. No yeah, time. you can't win on the saying. field goal. And when you do score a touchdown, you got to get the two point convert. You got to go for a two point convert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you, you got it. So you don't get the two point conversion. What happens? You like. That's that's the tiebreaker right there. 
Because if if the uh, you mean if if both sides it, score a touchdown, yeah, because it's harder okay. to score a two point conversion than it is to kick a field goal or point out. Yeah, I was saying like as far as um, what I was referring to was like in overtime where you get down the field goal range, you kick a field goal, the game over. No, I'm no, saying, no, no, that's not the rule. Kick, like I'm if you kick a field goal, the next touchdown wins. If you kick a field goal, the the offense get the ball back. Well, yeah, I'm saying that's in your scenario. Is what no, I'm, I'm saying. saying that's that's the rule now. Uh, no, because when because so. <laughs> when they got the when they uh defense made the stop, they went down to kick the field because goal. that's that's because their offense had already scored. They, like their offense okay. had already been on offense. But I'm saying if you flick the flick the coin, I win the toss, I go down and kick a field goal, you get the ball. That's what I thought it was. I thought it would have yeah. to be a touchdown. Yeah, but if, if I don't score a touchdown. Then yeah, they get the ball back. They get the ball back. But if I score a touchdown, the game's over. I don't think that's fair. See, I'm fine with that. With that, it has to be a touchdown. Because yeah. that's what I thought the rule was too. But I didn't know if you make a stop and then you kick a field goal, then it's over. That confused me. No, but it's not over. It's not over. If you well, kick a field goal, if coin toss, mm-hmm. I win. Mm-hmm. I kick a field goal. You get the ball to go score a touchdown. And what I'm saying is, I kick a field goal or coin toss, I win, I score a touchdown. Um, you get the ball, you score a touchdown. I get the ball, I got to score a touchdown. I can't kick a field goal anymore. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. The, the, um, the, um, that's what I'm saying. The what's we call it has should should change too. Gotcha. Let me see. Um, so that's what. Let me see. No, I said sudden death play where the play ends. Safety field goal or touchdown continues until one is determined. Each team gets two timeout. The point after try is not attempted in the game. Huh. I got to look into the rules again because I, I was because <laughs> looking at it, I was like. It's confusing. It's uh, like it's no. Like, I thought I, that. I see, what you're saying that you is what like I thought it, See what you were saying is what I thought it was. You have to score a touchdown in order to, and it came because they changed it from just a field goal to like all right, it has to be a touchdown uh, in order to to win. But you know, I was looking at the, you know, the uh, what just happened. You know, they kicked the field goal. And they that was the end of it. But. Uh, I'm going to have to look into these rules again. But for me, I would say just change it for it to be a whole nother quarter. Like, uh, not know someone scored and it's over. I would change it to be, just make it a full quarter. Whoever come out on top at the end of that quarter, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say to do. Uh, just make it a full quarter. You can do the coin toss, whoever get the ball first. And y'all go back and forth for a shortened quarter of, I don't, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, I was shortened a quarter um, to 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, next touchdown, um, next touchdown and defend wins. You know, so. Well, no, well, I would make it a whole quarter. Y'all just go back and forth until whoever. Instead of the. That's uh, 
instead of the next. Yeah, that, that works too. Yeah, because I, I don't really <laughs> like. You got ten minutes, bro, to to win this game. Yeah, somebody got ten minutes to win. Yeah, I'll go kind of like a the the NBA rule over time. Yeah, like the NBA, like it's a whole quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you got time to play ball. Like here you go, you got ten minutes. You know, this is yeah. overtime. Ten I minutes, the whole thing, and then we don't have this back and forth of. Yeah. All right, somebody score a touchdown, it's over. Or I I gotta look back at the field goal thing because I, yeah. I was just seeing looking people. at the rules. I ain't see it, but I thought that's how it is. And yeah, if it's not like that, it should be. Cause they have the overtime rules for NFL regular season, sudden sudden death play, where the game ends on any score, which is safety, yeah. field goal, or a touchdown. Now if so it's not, I think I believe if it's a safety, yeah, you should be able to be the end of the game if you get a safety. See, here it's saying field goal, too. That's what I was saying. I remember seeing games where they kicked the field goal. That was it. But that's in regular season, though. Yeah, so postseason games, the, the it rule definitely is... needs to be different from the regular season because it's more state. Let's see. The postseason says uh, if the score is still tied at the end of the overtime period, uh, no, that's that. Play will continue regardless. There will be two captains who lost the first overtime coin toss will either choose to possess <laughs> ball or whatever. Each team gets three times out. The same time rules apply to the end. The regulation, if there is no winner in a period, there will be another coin toss and play will continue until winner is declared. No, nah, they didn't say that it had to be a touchdown there. I like regular season games. Postseason games cannot end in a tie. So the overtime rule changes slightly for the playoffs. Um, the teams will play another overtime period. So I guess, yeah, I guess field goal is. I guess it don't have to be a touchdown. I don't know, man. I don't know how we got there, but, you know, shout out to the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yeah, we were talking about uh, great career. You know, how the, the season. <laughs> the playoffs. Uh, Great, no, awesome playoffs this season. Super Bowl. You watching the Pro Bowl? Mm, probably not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't <laughs> never really watch Pro Bowl. I don't mm-hmm. never watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Sometimes I do, but I don't. It's if I ain't got absolutely nothing else to do. And yeah. I would just um, want to watch the football, but they be slacking. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky is having a baby. Congratulations. Congrats. Uh, y'all suckers out there talking about no and all this. bro. you ain't have a shot anyway. Man, I'd have to I say said it. Um, I said it. You you didn't have a shot, bro. That's uh, happy. I'm Ooh, happy for him, man. I really am. You as know? you should be. I I am, yeah, man. But there's some people out there that's like heartbroken and crushed. But I'm like, yeah. bro, <laughs> you didn't have a shot. I mean... Man, they did. I mean, shoot, man. They could have Pete Davis in that thing. <laughs> yeah, but Pete Davis is famous. I mean, do you have to be famous to? No, you don't, but. They, you know? They don't even live in the United States, I don't think. They have a shot, man. It's just, you know. Well, it, I take that, but everybody got a, a shot. If you get in a less room. than 1% chance, you got to get in the room. Like, everything <laughs> has to align perfectly. <laughs> You gotta get hey, in the room. that day. <laughs> like not not to like date Rihanna, but just to shoot your shot. 
Can you imagine the day? <laughs> what, am, what am I shooting my shot for? No, I'm just saying, like, like before, before, like we were married. Everything and has stuff just that. Like, just to yeah. have the chance to be like just the opportunity of how things hey. had to go. Rihanna. Like the story behind it, like doing? explaining <laughs> this to your boys that you shot your shot at Rihanna. <laughs> hey, but if you ain't scored, then don't come talking to me about it. Man, I'ma tell everybody, bro. bro you I know I'm trying to holler. I tried to. <laughs> what happened? She dissed me like a five dollars. She dissed me, bro. but still though, man. Shoot, bro. I got it off. <laughs> hey, I get your props just for doing it. Yeah. Cause you know most people would be like starstruck, you know what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. or something like that. But for somebody to be like, "Yo," but you know stuff got to line up. You can't just shoot your shot. Just right, 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 right. Because it's, it's like you can shoot your shot with regular and it's kind group. of businessy. Yeah, yeah. just I don't know. Like it's funny. It's funny. Like shoot my shot with with my wife, man. I still be shooting shots just to practice. <laughs> oh, with her, I be shooting my shot. With her, just see if it goes. Well, you know, okay. You know, man. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I guess you like. I got it now, man. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I'm done with all that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man. Nah, I used to be like, you know, still just trying to keep it fresh with us, man. Um, trying not to let life get in, get in in the way of our relationship. You know, gotcha. But yeah, no. shout out to ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, man. Yeah, and, man. Uh, they're expecting child. Um, yeah. Um, let's get into this Janet Jackson uh, documentary, bro. I've been like itching to talk about this thing, man. Um, let's go, man. Let's talk about it. shooting your shot. <laughs> 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 I shoot my shot. She still looks good, bro. At fifty-five years old. Yeah, dog. Hey, uh, I thought she was much older than that, though. Yes, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I think looking at the documentary, I quickly forgot. I could well, I qu- quickly remembered that, and I think a lot of us kind of forget that she was the baby. Yeah, of all of them. Like she, I never the, really knew her place in the in the family until this documentary. Yeah, like she's the baby. She is the baby sister of all Everybody. of them. And <laughs> you kind of forget because you're used to seeing we're kind of, we're used, we're accustomed to seeing Michael and her as adults. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they probably, you know, somewhere around the same age. But it's like, no, nah, it was like so many of them. Yeah. She was the last, she was the baby. And then you start seeing the pictures of like, Mike is like, Look like he's like 16. Yeah. And she's like probably seven or eight. Right, right, right. And then you're like, dang, she's like the baby, baby. So you kind of forget that she's like the youngest of them all. So um, looking at her and then looking at the rest of them, then it's like, wow, that's why, you know, she looks, she continues to look the way she looks. And, uh, which is amazing. But yeah, yeah I, I quickly like was like, that's right. She is the baby of them all. Uh, I'm thinking she's the baby. I don't think there was one after, but she's definitely the baby of them all. Yeah. I don't think it. Yeah, she's she's the youngest. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool, too. Like she had nine. It was nine of them. And it was like, boy, boy, girl, boy, boy, girl, boy, boy, yeah. girl. 
And that's um, how she remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this documentary came out on Lifetime this past Friday and Saturday. It was a four part. Um, basically, it was four hours um, of of runtime, you know, including commercials. Um, two out. The first two parts came on on Friday. The second two parts came on on Saturday, um, and it depicted went through Janet Jackson's life pretty much, and it's told by her and not somebody who like basically are reading on it. It's her genuine story and of of things, man. And she covered a lot of topics um, in this documentary, man. I think it was dope. And I think more big artists like that need to do that. Mm -hmm. I think um, Janet, her, this documentary was amazing because it was a story from the eyes that we never saw before. Like we've yeah, seen yeah. the story of the Jacksons, right? Yeah. But it's and always also, from the perspective of Michael and the Jackson five. Well, actually it really ain't to put, if we look at it and she brought this up, like she was saying, I wanted to do this because you get these unauthorized ones and all mm -hmm. that. And I was like, you know what? That's true. So really those, like a lot of those documentaries that we've seen that we like unauthorized or, you know, whatever, they don't be from the eyes of them. It just be from the people around telling the yeah. stories. So even to look at the other ones, I don't even know if those are from even Michael's perspective or anything like kind of thinking back, like even the movie, I'm like, like, I think the movie was probably a lot of their input, but I think like the documentaries, cause you know, they, they are super private. Like, yeah, they'll disappear on you quick. Yeah. They get I ghosted. Mean, they had to at a point like yeah. Michael definitely. And mega stars. Yeah. You know, but I, what I'm saying is the story is always centered around Michael and the Jackson five. Well, yeah, in that case, definitely because that's I mean, what, and that's what I mean. It's like, cause bruh, Janet, like she did some things. She yeah. consistently won, you know, until um, absolutely until the Super Bowl that I missed. I didn't miss <laughs> it, and I still don't rock with Justin Timberlake because of that. You don't? No, I don't. I mean, like I missed the the moment. I don't know what I was doing. I just didn't see it. But anyway, let's get into this documentary, man. They opened up talking about. Um, her and Randy. I didn't know Randy was her manager. I think that's dope. Mm -hmm. Um, they went to uh, Gary and Eander. Uh, yeah, that's where they're from. It's interesting. She says she hasn't been back there since she was eight years old. Like she doesn't even remember living there. It kind of makes sense, though. Yeah, it does. It At does. that age, because she, you know, that goes back to the point of her being the youngest. Like you kind of forget. Like it's. A lot of stuff you forget. You knew you were someplace, but right. how long was it before, you know, they moved to L.A.? And that's a whole different set of memories. Yeah. That's a different, like, lifestyle, right? It's, it's, it's crazy because for her, being the youngest like that, she doesn't remember the struggles that they had. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. And it's, it's, inter it's more interesting that Randy was like, yeah, we we all slept right here, and um, 
you know, you, Reby and Toya slept on the couch right here. And he's describing where they slept and where they practice and stuff in that little bitty house. Two bedroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. what was that? 11 people? <laughs> yeah. Bruh, somebody is always in the bathroom. That's the that's the one thought that I had. Like, somebody <laughs> is always in the bathroom. Ah, uh, maybe, but you know the kids go to school, so. so I mean, like when I'm talking about when everybody's at home. Ah, uh, when everybody's home, maybe <laughs> it depends. Maybe not. You got to cut juice off at eight o'clock. Nobody can have anything to drink. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, but you know they rehearsed and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah. house, it, it's a period of time where nobody um, was in that damn bathroom. She talked about um, Also when they moved to LA Was it LA that they moved to? Yep When they moved to LA She talked about how different it was And how um, They were one of the first blacks To move into that area And The issues that they ran into And it's interesting that she remembers that part You know um, Because that's like really honestly Where she grew up at yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and I yeah. I appreciated that because, like, everybody knows the story of the Jacksons, and everybody mm-hmm. understands, and you know, find it interesting. You know, the story to be how interesting the story is um, about how they came up and how strict Joe Jackson was. Yeah. Like, you got to practice, you got to do this, or you're going to get a whooping and stuff like that. And throughout the documentary, they, when they were talking about Joe Jackson, I'm kind of skipping around too, so you can kind of help me out as far as, like, trying to stay in order. Mm -hmm. Um, Throughout the documentary, they talked about how demanding and how of an enforcer he was, but she brought up a great point. I don't know at what point this was in the documentary, but she brought up the point that um, he was saying that he had to make a decision. I think he was saying, or somebody, that he had to make the decision in order for his family to get out of this generational rut of being poor. Mm -hmm. Like He had to make a decision. Either I'm going to be a father or I'm going to be their manager and yeah. he chose to be their manager giving up uh, fatherhood in order for them to have a good life and that's like that's a hell of a decision to make and I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like could I do that yeah um, and that was a question that I was thinking about as being a, uh, of us being fathers is that something that I would even want to do because you know, they, I mean, a, a lot of their childhood was consumed with, you know, being mm-hmm. successful in the music industry. You know, yeah. uh, Janet said it a lot. She was like, when other kids were doing all these things, you know, uh, after school, I was working. Can you yeah. believe it? Seven years old performing, years old performing in, in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, man. Like, I get it. And I even look at it with the kids that play sports and it's like, you know, with the dads who, you know, didn't make it. Uh, I hate to say it that way, but didn't, you know, go further. And all they do is make their, you know, kids play mm-hmm. uh, sports all the time. And that's just what they're consumed with. And, you know, you see the effects of it. Like, yeah, they may be 
they may go on to do some great things, but then it's like the sacrifices uh, that those that some of them kids go through is is kind of irreversible. So it's like, man, how do we do a healthy balance between the two? And you know, so the kids can enjoy their kid life and also be able to play, you know, uh, sports or you know, uh, uh, be in the music industry and all of that. Is but you know, I mean, but at the same time, we're talking about the Jacksons, like yeah, <laughs> look at what they became. Yeah. So that's it. it is, it's it's mm. I wouldn't want to be uh, like I I ask myself that all the time. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? How do you balance this and being a dad? You know, because I think that's one of the greatest things in the world is is becoming a dad, a parent, because I'm pretty sure it's different for women. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, having to make that decision and it's like, how do you balance work and 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 uh, play, but also instill those lessons and stuff like that. And it's like, bro, when you're trying to get out of a, a generational curse, right? Or, or mm-hmm. of you're trying to get out of poverty, you're fighting like hell, you know, to get out of it. And whatever your ticket is, that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna go on. And and I feel like for Joe Jackson, he saw his ticket out of poverty to better his lineage of children was the Jackson five was putting his whole family to work in, in Vegas. Like I find that to be awesome that they had a TV show. Yeah. Or, I think, I think it was a, it was a, it was recorded. Wasn't it? Their Vegas thing. Uh, mm, or was it like a residency in Vegas? It, it it appeared more like a residency because when she said it, she said they were performing two times a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so it was more like a residency, and it looked I like she like did. I feel like I saw it on TV, like going back. I mean, it, it could have been recorded and shown to us later because you got to think when that took place. Like, yeah, it was like seventies, <laughs> early seventies. <laughs> yeah, and we weren't born to the eighties, so yeah. we probably saw it. But um, I just find that to be interesting, man. With with her working that early on in her life mm-hmm. and being thrown in show business like that because, you know, from there she got on uh, Good Times. Yeah. As, I don't know who she played. I didn't watch Good Times like that. She played Penny, man. Penny. I, mean, That's what, I didn't watch Good Times. Like, it wasn't interesting to me. Such an iconic character, man. It's Janet Jackson playing Penny. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, she's more. I, anyway, <laughs> not gonna I mean, go. <laughs> but uh, like she, uh, you know, playing Penny off of Good Times, uh, uh, an abused child basically uh, was her role, and she did a great job. And Steve was like, she it's an iconic role, so she did an mm-hmm. awesome job in acting. Moved on from that to go to some TV show called Fame, I think they brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting that she was like, I didn't want to do that. That was no. something her dad was focusing on because I think around that time, that's when Mike started breaking up with the group and the group fired. No, it wasn't Mike breaking up with the group. The group had fired their dad. 
mm-hmm. by that time. And uh, it's interesting that, that a lot of this whole story was interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed it, if you can't tell. Um, she basically was like, they fired their dad, so he started focusing more on her and getting her into more acting uh, acting gigs, and then she started doing music with him, and she didn't have any say so basically in the in the in the whole thing, and mm-hmm. that flopped. Like I didn't even know. Like to this day, I didn't know that she put music out before um, Control. Oh yeah, very first album that was yeah. self-titled. Yeah. She was yeah. like, I didn't like any of it. I didn't want to do any of it. <laughs> no, nah, she wanted to go to college. Yeah. She didn't want to, she didn't want to do, do none of that. She wanted to go to college. And that kind of goes back to it, like to what we were just talking about. Uh having a, you know, a child and you put them through all that when really they just wanted to do something. So it was it was a strong chance that we didn't get that we didn't that we couldn't could have not gotten Janet Jackson. Yeah. But it, it's, I don't know, man. I'm glad we did get Janet Jackson. Yeah. But it's still kind of, it's still kind of sad that just, it's like she didn't get the opportunity to do the things that she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, by listening to her dad and, and she was, she even said like, nah, it wasn't no, you're not doing what he say do. You know? Yeah. It was like, when he say do something, you do it. You're doing it. You may, not want to, but you're yeah. gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, they all pretty much is for the first episode. They pretty much established that you can even kind of tell how they talk that they still kind of feared him, even though he's like you know, it's still a little bit of that there. Yeah. Uh, but it, as you went on during the story, you kind of see some of it diminish, especially with Mike. Uh, and that's what she referred to Michael was was Mike because yeah. he was kind of like he started doing whatever he wanted to do like, it, it, he like was who's going to stop him but you can see that Janet was like yeah we didn't grow up like that so yeah. you know you, you could tell that the rest of the family not it, but Mike was like at some point Mike just did what he wanted to do he didn't like and that was with anything yeah which you you know we've heard the stories before like but Nah, I mean, I mean, like, nah, it's it's like the way I looked at it was like she even said it at the end. She was like she appreciated because her dad gave them the opportunity to live the lifestyle that they're living currently, and they're yeah. like all of them are living comfortably. Like oh, yeah. Randy lives in London. Yeah, people like you know you you know Mike, and, and I I do have a question after watching, but. You know, Mike, you know, if you look at it, the Jackson five, you know, being who they were and then Mike becoming who he is and Janet becoming who he is. I mean, you know, there's sacrifices and, you know, they worked hard to get to, you know, saying living like no one else, you know. So they did the things that no one else did to be able to do all the things that they want to do. She can do whatever she want to do now. Yeah. (laughs) All of but them can, but you you think about like their kids are set up, yeah, and they kids kids are most likely yeah. set up. So so it's like you can't really complain. Like for me, 
you know, I understand like them going through it. They probably hated it, but you know, it depends, you know, your perspective. Like yeah. you can, I mean, it, it sounds like Janet still has some resentment that she wanted to go to college. She, yeah. she, she, yeah, wanted she, to, kept, she kept bringing she that up. She wanted to do that. So, I mean, <laughs> and then also, you know, looking at, and you know, that's another thing, like, does your, your opinion on Joe Jackson change because the way they talked about Joe is definitely different from the rest of the world talking about Joe. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they made Joe seem like a monster, yeah. even in the movie. Versus yeah. when they talk about Joe, he was just protecting us. He was yeah. he would do anything for the family. He but he loved his kids, though. Huh? He loved his kids, though. Exactly, and you can okay. kind of, and you can definitely see the the difference. Yeah, as opposed to what the world depicted of Joe Jackson versus yeah. the family. Yeah, man. Um, Janet had to eventually fire her dad. Absolutely. Well, not fire him, but leave him. Yeah. Um, for her to have any type of success that she had. Now this gets to gets to the point where they like once she left them, she went and got linked up with uh Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm-hmm. And that relationship is what caused us to have the iconic Janet Jackson. Um, from I I went back and listened to Control, bro. Yeah, like I listened to Control today and Rhythm Nation eighteen fourteen today. I think that relationship started it, but I think when she got when she ultimately got with uh, shoot, I don't know why I just forgot his name now. But when she ultimately got with her second husband, it's when we got you talking about Renee. Yeah, I don't know why I want to call him Rain. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about like, like as far as like her music, because like going through it, bro. I didn't like she has hits, and I remember these hits. Yeah, I like, do too. Rhythm Nation. I think that's the that the tour that she went on with Rhythm Nation is still like record brand breaking mm-hmm. from like today, 2022. Still record. I mean, uh, the album Control is rare as well. The only album to outsell Thriller at that point in yeah. time. Uh, what I mean is, like, yeah, the music was there, but I mean, you said the iconic Janet I'm Jackson. Talking about I'm talking about like, the image, music, yeah, like, and all together. I think, I think that that was the start of it. Because now the music, she was doing the music that she wanted to. Yeah. But I think when she ultimately got with Renee, which was the director, her second husband after the uh, bars, which was that's when debacle. Yeah, that was a whole thing. But that's when I think her <laughs> image. That's when we got sex symbol. Yeah, like we got Janet Jackson. Right, right, right. Call me if you're nasty. <laughs> That's when we got Janet Jackson. And um, so I think that that was definitely a start. But I think when uh, around that period of time with Renee, that's when we got Janet, Janet. Yeah. And that was an interesting marriage. But uh, nevertheless, I think that's when we got the full on iconic Janet yeah. Jackson. Um. Yeah, I think so. They talked about like the process as far as like getting ready for that tour. Um, 
like the process of getting the album together, Rhythm Nation album together. Mm-hmm. We kind of skipped over her being married to DeBarge. Um, yeah, because that, that wasn't really that long. That was like a year and a half. Yeah. It was annulled. It was a secret from the family for one. And then the troubles yeah. of DeBarge himself. It was it was actually surprising seeing him actually talking in yeah. it. But the, the, the troubles that he went through, it, uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, they were talking yeah. about a secret kid. They showed a lot of Reby. This is the most I ever seen of Reby. Mm-hmm. I'm glad um, they did. Cause... I am too. I wish Latoya was in it, but she wasn't. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they still talk to Latoya. I don't know. Tito Tito was in it. Jermaine, mm-hmm. I think, was in it. Um, Randy, of course, was in it. Yeah. Marlon wasn't in it. Yeah, it was a few people that wasn't. So yeah, so mom like was the there. Middle, the middle three wasn't in it. Yeah, my mom was <laughs> there, which was which was super cool. Yeah, her mom was there. Yeah, um, but anyway, where we at? Um, talking about Rhythm Nation around the tour, around the time the tour came out, that's when Michael Jackson was getting in trouble with, um, like the allegations, the accusations, and everything. And she mm-hmm. talked about how that affected her. As far as like um, when she has this big rhythm, nation was the one like was the follow up to control and control is like what went crazy. Put her on her mouth. Rhythm yeah. Nation came out. It went even crazier. But she when she went on this tour or you know to to get promote the album and stuff, everybody always asked. It was like she was still in the shadow of Michael Jackson. I mean, she was being brother. punished. Yeah, she was being. Punished by she said all the time guilty by, guilty association. by association yeah um and I mean I mean it, it ain't really anything she can really do about it like they was talking about like I think what they said was she was still his little sister and not Janet Jackson mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and um, she went on tour did the tour that's when she became Janet Jackson. I think that's what they were trying to make the distinction of. Because um, that tour was huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a big tour. Um, and it did what it needed to do. Um, she was still so humble throughout the whole thing, man. I think um, that was the cool part about it. She was, like, just so shocked that people enjoyed her. But she came to uh, to kill it, man. She She murdered it. And... A lot of times, her and I think her and Mike look alike. You know, um, I think where they went. This is the part, like part three. I think part three and part four. Um, they started talking about how Scream came about mm-hmm. um, with Mike. Um, this, like Michael Jackson, had a couple times where. He was accused of pedophilia. And he was, again, going through the same situation. And um, they brought up the fact that she was supposed to be doing a um, thing with Coca-Cola, like a commercial. But that was the first time. That was the very first time. The the joint venture with Coca-Cola? Well, yeah, when she was finished signing with Coca-Cola, that's when the first allegation came out. I thought that was the second one. Mm, that was the first time. 
because then they dropped. Then they said they were like, um, "I believe no, you." Because if you're talking about it, that means it was the you know. <laughs> yeah, that was the first allegation. Yeah, and then uh, the second then, one we got screened because that's when. Uh, well, it was all within. I think the same. The all that happened case. at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of all within the same whatever and. You know, Mike had then he just settled it. He just paid the family's money because he wanted it to go away and he just yeah. settled it. And then she was talking about that. She was like, I wish he never would have done that because then it made him look like he was guilty. Right, right. Because he settled it. But Mike just wanted it to go away. Yeah. And then and it never know, really went away. No, it didn't go away because more family. Well, I'm going to get deep off into it, but more people kept saying it to, you know, and not yeah. it just that's it just hung around his head, man. It's like, well, because it it like came up uh, some more times and then hung around his head, and he would just settle them because he wanted them to just go away. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think it wasn't until some it was some years ago that they actually some of them kids came out and was like, nah, he never did. Yeah. Like yeah, they did a the movie on it, didn't they? I don't know. I think they did. It I can't too, remember if they did. I didn't they, watch it. It was probably a documentary type of deal. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Because I felt like that was a money grab or something. But anyway, um, so they did scream together and she was like, her and Mike used to be really tight. Yeah. And she was like, she know, noticed a change with him and everything like that. And so they did scream and the record labels wouldn't allow them to like record together. Um, mm-hmm. When the video happened, they didn't spend, like she would record it in the daytime, and Mike would record at night um, and stuff like that. So she was like, that experience wasn't what she wanted it to be. As far as the video, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. When they actually recorded the song, they were there together, and yeah, they was in the room. Right and all that, but she, you know, she said it was so tough, you know, because he was whatever he was going through, because it really did affect him. Yeah, and then that's when, and then when they started shooting the videos, when it seemed like people were starting to get in the middle. People got in the way of them. Yeah, you know, which led to later on what she talks about. You know, the whole thing that we were just kind of referring to as far as Mike kind of just. At that, you know, later on when Mike was just, they went to his house that was in Vegas and he was like, they were saying, hey, we think we should all go on tour together, whatever, support, blah, blah, blah. Mike was just kind of like, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of, you know, and at that point, you know, so many people have been in between, but mm-hmm. yeah. Now, um, man, and then honestly, man, after that, they, the big, the next biggest thing was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed it. Like that moment, I remember the Super Bowl. I remember the moment. I never seen the nipple. <laughs> I, saw it. I remember because I remember seeing it. I wish and, I, uh, I wish I did. I yeah. I'm like you can't find it nowhere now. No, you can't. Um, and I remember hearing uh, at that point she was with Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, and he was saying that he wish he would have. Done more, yeah. Fight more, and like because, like after that, because the way I was thinking about it, I was like, if that happened today, nobody would say anything. Probably not, you know. Um, but because that was what, like, two thousand two, 
Um, and it was on live TV. Millions of people watching, and she has nip slip. Mm-hmm. And it's like Justin, she she says she told Justin Timberlake not to say anything. But back then, I think it was she went on TV. I think she talked to Oprah and she was like hoping that he would say some uh hoping that he was uh <laughs> that she would say some say something. But she told she said she basically told him not to say anything. Grammys had came along and you know uninvited her or whatnot. Yeah, she was getting banned from everything. Yeah. And and see, that's my and I'm gonna get on my soapbox and I've told people before, like like if, if I get it if she told him not to say anything, but at some point as a man or as whatever, you see this woman being drugged through the dirt. Man, say you, something. You're gonna have to drop your balls and say something. Like <laughs> I, I, I just don't. I'm sorry. Like yeah. I love Jenna Jackson during that time too. Yeah. So it was like, what? Like he ain't said nothing. Like nothing. Yeah. Until I think recently, where he kind of like apologized, came out and apologized, like in recent years or whatnot. Yeah. But I mean, Jermaine Dupri, like you said, Jermaine Dupree said he wish he would have said some dumb more. He had quit the Grammy thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, man, the way they finished it up was talking about her becoming a mom at 50. Gotcha. I was like, she was 50 when she became. Yeah, because everybody was concerned about her at that age having birth. So, yeah. Yeah. Did they know, man? Did they ever answer that question? What's up? So, they never answered the question about the whole secret baby and being adopted by. She didn't have one. Ruby. And so they did answer it? Yeah. Like, she was like, nah, that's not... Either, basically, I don't know if she said no, it's not true, but whatever she said, it was like she denied it. Re-be but they never showed it. that part, right? Huh? They never showed that part, because I, I was no, watching it, it, and right before, like, that first episode went off, it was yeah. like, they was finna ask her about it, and then it went off. Yeah. And then nah, I got the showed, second episode, and it was like nothing of it. <laughs> I was like, nah, so they was showed it, it man. They cause cause Reby talked about it. Okay. And uh she was like, her they thought her niece was the baby. Because mm-hmm. they said that they thought Reby adopted her. Yeah. And all the child was in foster care, all that. It was all them rumors and stuff that she had a secret baby. Yeah. But she was like, no, nah, she didn't. So, um, and then they just moved on. So, um, but yeah, after that, man, they ended up with uh, her talking about being a mom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're here because of this documentary. I think Janet's uh, music has been streaming hard lately. As it should. Yeah, as it should. Um, I can attest to the fact that this documentary made me go listen to her music um, and stuff like hey, that. So you ain't been listening? No. Like oh I mean, goodness. like she had her time in my life. <laughs> but it ain't it, it ain't one. Of, it, it, she's not one that I'm like. Oh, I got to go listen to Janet Jackson. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'll put on some Janet. 
But uh, nah, I put it. I list checked her out today. Um, she ain't like how I be like, man, I gotta go listen to Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm back in. I'm in between because I would like if I listen to one, I have to listen to the other. Not me, man. Uh, but I can listen to Janet without listening to Mike. If I I can listen to Mike without listening to Janet, like I, obviously I haven't listened like this first time. But if I listen to Off the Wall. I have to listen to Thriller. <laughs> well, I don't. I can listen to each individually. I just feel um, like those two are like an extended, like Thriller's the second part to Off the Wall. But just gotcha. anyway, um, that's pretty much the the documentary, man. I think it, they did a great job of storytelling. I think they had a, a nice amount of people to come in. Um, you seen Sierra, Missy Elliott came in there. Barry Bonds was in it. Um, her brothers and sisters was in it. Her brothers and sister, because Toya wasn't in it. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Jermaine Dupree yeah. was in it. Um, her Dancers, mom. people that managed around her. All that. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, they had a bunch of people telling the stories. Um, and, and Janet Jackson telling her own story. That's what you can appreciate um, the most is that it came from her eyes and her thoughts, you know. Um, yeah, man. If you haven't seen this documentary, take time out to check it out because as we all know, the Jacksons, their story is like one of the most iconic stories in music history like of a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think for generations, people will look at their story and be like, dang. Um, but yeah, came on on Lifetime and it's available on Lifetime right now. So go check that out. Steve, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this documentary? Yeah, absolutely. I got two questions before we get out of here. Two that, that popped in my mind, which they were kind of alluding to within it within the documentary itself. And, you know, the whole thing was that Joe thought that she could be bigger than Mike or bigger than all of them. And then after looking at this and seeing what she did, like the numbers that she pulled, the longevity that she had, um, that she has, cause she's still, yeah. yeah. Uh, cause you see it as she gets older and she does the other albums that are, were amazing as well. And the sales, do you think after looking at this, do you think that she was bigger than Michael? Um, I think she had, I don't think she was bigger than Michael, but I think she had more opportunities than Michael did. Do you think the nip slip derailed her? Yeah. And yeah, I do. I think so too, but I do think that she silently, was bigger than Michael. Well, I think I think because of her opportunities, because she acted as well. Because yep. I, oh, Tyler Perry was in it too because she yeah. did the movies with Tyler Perry. I forgot about that. They also talked about. Uh, they also talked about her being in Juice too. So yeah. Oh yeah, poetic justice. I said uh, Juice. Yeah, my bad. I'm thinking about Pac. I knew but, you yeah, poetic justice. My that, bad. Like, <laughs> said it out for. Her. But yeah. it's it's you know. I think that's what helped her. Like if, 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 if the conversation came to Michael or Janet, as far as like overall everything, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Janet had Janet has it because of the opportunities that she had with acting. Yeah. Versus Mike, Mike couldn't do movies. Well, no, we gotta take that back because he did the Wiz. I mean, like, which was he, which is still a classic today. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a classic. He, he created his own movies. If you think about it, he mm-hmm. had the whole uh, he had the smooth criminal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Movie. I'm just talking. I'm talking about like how she did Tyler Perry's movie. Well, you know that was later on. Yeah, still uh, though, how she did Poetic Justice. Yeah, I would count Poetic Justice more within that tangle than the Tyler Perry movies. You know, she did more, but she had the shows, she had the movies, mm-hmm. you know, all that. Uh, the only reason why I look at the Tyler Perry movie stuff because it's more towards the end. Yeah, like it, 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 I mean, you still got to include it, man. And then you know, Mike passed, so we didn't. You know, Mike passed, and then he went. He got he was secluded and all that. Mike couldn't Mike couldn't like so, I don't count anything after Mike died. Put it like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was before Mike seen how to get uh you know, uh think whatever the movie is. <laughs> Mike did, Mike didn't watch no Tyler Perry. Mike Perry seen movies. that, man. Mike Mike ain't watch I ain't watching no Tyler Perry movies. I ain't watching them now, but I used to, man. Those those was actually good movies, man. Yeah, the one she was in was. Yeah. I enjoy those. Stuff with Medea was trash. Like after a while, it got kind of redundant. Yeah, I think it did, it's yeah. a new Madea coming out too on Netflix. I thought Madea was done. I thought I so forget too. It. I think it's we another ain't talking about Tyler Perry. <laughs> but um. anyway, man, <laughs> Janet Jackson's documentary, man, go check it out if you haven't. It's an amazing documentary, amazing story, amazing lady, iconic lady. Oh, it ended with her being in, inducted into the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too. As she should be. As she should. Yeah. Um, and in her speech, she was like, to the Hall of Fame, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, induct more women. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> With that being said, guys, once again, thank you for listening to another episode of the Speak Geekers podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to us on YouTube um, at 3M Media Studios. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts right now so you catch every drop um if you haven't already please go follow us on social media facebook and instagram at speaker geekers podcast you can also follow me on instagram at i am tommy t the third you got steve at the great steve o steve and you got greg at berry made of wood yes sir and uh join us thursday let's just say seven o'clock eastern Mm-hmm. Live, we're talking yeah. about our uh, weekly playlist um, that includes our top five of the week. It all goes into a playlist curated by our brother, our family member, our missing host, um, G. <laughs> He's curating. He curates our playlist um, and everything every weekend. So we're gonna discuss the playlist and possibly discuss some of your uh you guys' top five too as well so join us thursday at seven o'clock as well um steve you got anything else i love jenny jackson that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) all right with that being said i'm out peace (laughs) peace